This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's up? It's Craig. Two things real quick before we dive into the podcast. First is the time that we actually recorded this, which was last Monday. We anticipated putting this out on Thursday as Logan is doing a bunch of travel. And then Terry McLaren signed his contract and we decided we needed to do a fresh podcast. So you got Thursday's fresh pod and then we have all this amazing football conversation on this podcast. But if you hear one or two references to Well, if Terry signs, the reason why is because we recorded it before Terry signed. The other thing, you might notice my audio quality is not quite up to the level that we expect. Somehow, some way, some settings got crossed and it recorded off my laptop instead of my good microphone. So I apologize for that. Still plenty easy to hear. I'm just acknowledging that uh, I goofed. So sorry about that. Hope it doesn't negatively impact your listening experience at all or at the very least not that much. Uh, with that, we'll be back with a fresh pod on Thursday, and I hope you enjoy the holiday mailbag and have had a great weekend with you and yours. Take a man podcast here from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That's Logan Paulson. A mailbag episode on this Thursday. That actually leads nicely, though, into the next uh, piece of the conversation, the next question. Uh, who are some potential breakout players this mm. year? So we're looking at younger guys, maybe take on a little bit bigger role that you think could have a big impact. I, I think you obviously just mentioned one in Cosme. Um, you know, Cam Curl, I, I feel like he's ineligible because he broke out last year, but maybe yeah. Benjamin St. Juiced on the defensive side is a name. I like that, that one. I like the Benjamin St. Juice one quite a bit. I think, you know, again, we've talked about him in OTAs, and there's still a lot of time in terms of, you know, how he's going to develop with the pads on. Can he, can he fill that role when the pads are on in a more physical situation? Obviously. Um, I think another one that's really interesting to me, as I, I'm totally drawing a blank, oh, is um, John Bates. I think he's going to play a lot this year. You know, I got to see him firsthand down at Titan University, and I think that guy's motivated to get some things done this year, and I think that's pretty exciting um, for him, you know, in terms of as a run blocker and developing as a pass catcher. He's a guy that I would keep an eye on, especially if Logan Thomas doesn't start early on in the season. Um, on defense, we talked about Benjamin St. Just. You know, Jamin Davis is a guy that I would just keep an eye on. Again, he's a little bit of a dark horse. I think those other guys have a have a better opportunity and have showed a, a higher level of consistency to come out and do some things early on. And then obviously, Jahan Dotson, we've talked about him at nauseum, but like that's just how good he looked during the OTA period. And I think that's important to uh, to keep in mind because he's, he's he's done a very very yeah. nice job. When you say breakout for Dotson, though, like, and, and you've obviously, you've continually just said, like, this dude's great. Um, yeah. And, but, like, what are we talking? And let's, let's do two scenarios. And statistical prediction for if he's the number one and for whatever reason, trade, right. hold out, Terry's not here. Uh, 
And then if Terry is back and back in the number one slot, what does his statistical season look like? How good yeah. of a player do you think he can be this year? So I think just after watching him during the OTAs, and obviously like defenses will change and adapt and challenge him a little bit more than he was challenged because he'll be the number one guy. I think at some point this year, if, if Terry does choose to hold out or does get traded or whatever happens, um, I do think that um, he easily over a thousand yards receiving is kind of like where I'm at with him after watching the OTA. He just is from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, I just think he's, He's got it. He's got what you're looking for to be that number one guy. If Terry's here, you know, obviously, like, I don't think he'll be as productive because I think Terry will get some targets. And that's the other thing about having Jahan in this offense with Carson Wentz and Terry is I remember, you know, I told you I just did a breakdown of the receivers. And Terry does something from a speed standpoint that I think needs to be addressed is I've never seen a receiver just run by a DV the way that Terry can do it. And... Again, like having that skill set, having that big playability married with Jahan's ability, like this offense becomes like something very unique and very scary. So I, I think I don't think he'll have a thousand yards if Terry's back. I think Terry will have you know twelve hundred or something like that, and Jahan will be eight nine ish. He might be over a thousand, but this offense with Terry Carson's arm, with Jahan's route running nuance and kind of acumen, and then obviously Curtis Samuel's playmaking ability. I mean, it's. It's a scary thought. It's all yeah. got to click. It's all got to come together. Like, which is, you know, those are all big ifs at this point because Terry hasn't practiced. But, gosh, like, I'm like watching Terry watch again, watching him against Carolina, watching him against Green Bay, literally just walk past DBs. Yeah, and, and I'm he's like, four three it, fast. He's got four three it, speed, and it's easy for him. And it, it's a long stride, so that's a little bit different than a lot of DBs are used to seeing. And. I just haven't seen that. Like, you know, I've watched Julio Jones. I've watched guys that are very good, and they don't do that. And maybe the guys give him more respect. Maybe a bigger arm gets a bigger cushion. But, man, that's a scary thought to have a guy who can do that consistently married with a guy like Jahan who's got this. Again, he just shows, like, kind of next-level route-running understanding. So I'm very high on them. I'm very high on Terry. Like, I hope they all get back here, that nucleus is back. And I hope Carson can kind of keep his head on his shoulders for – 17 weeks and you know i think this team could be very very good but those are all ifs and more of those questions will be answered as we move into training camp all right uh perhaps one of the favorite questions of training camp uh and sticking with the theme of like players at different points on the roster we've done mvps we've done breakouts Mm. what about sleepers to make the 53 you know we saw deandre carter make it last year as as a returner um, I don't know that there's necessarily like a special teams guy that, that is floating around, but that, that tends to be where it is. And we haven't really seen that, but whether it's a, a fringe depth player, whatever it is, like who, who are the, the names to kind of keep an eye on as we look ahead towards training camp, which by the way, uh, opens a month from Tuesday. So I kind of thought that we could go by position and just talk through the guys and just how we see the the things going out. If you think that's cool, Craig, or yeah, we can we can okay. roll through because there's a lot of position like quarterback. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on right. There's going to yeah, be three yeah. cool running back, probably the same, but maybe there's a guy that that's got all those teams value that that could sneak in. So yeah, let's start quarterback. Okay, we're done. Uh, running back. Well, first off, with uh, I think it's important, like a guy who's done a good job in in the quarterback room is Cole Kelly. He's probably going to make the practice squad, but again, like very uber talented guy. Just for the fans out there, when he's got his opportunities, he's done a nice job. Running backs, I agree with you. I think you've got your four there, and I think Patterson's probably a practice squad guy this year if he makes the roster because 
Jonathan Williams has looked very good in his in his repetition, so we'll see what happens there. Tight end, I think, gets really interesting because of Logan Thomas's industry. Obviously, John Bates is a lock. I think Cole Turner's as close to a lock as you're going to get. And then that third, fourth spot becomes really inter- interesting. Uh, Armani Rogers, I think, is a practice squad guy. AGG's probably a practice squad guy unless he shows something else. What happens with Sammy Sreyas? You mentioned special teams, right? Mm-hmm. He's a very good special teams player, but again, has he developed? He didn't do anything during OTAs because of an injury. My guy is Curtis Hodges, who I think is the, the undrafted free agent out of Arizona. Very talented guy, productive in college on teams, a lot of upside. I would like to see him make the 53, but if you're keeping three backs, again, like how does that shake out exactly? You know, if Logan Thomas is on PUP, what's going on there? Uh, so that, to me, is... A very interesting group. Keep an eye on if you're if you're a fan, and that's something again to like watch in preseason. For example, offensive line is interesting because they have like a bajillion guards. They've only got <laughs> they've only got three tackles pretty much. So Cosme, Leno, Lucas, and then they signed this guy uh, Willie Beavers who was in was in San Francisco. Again, he's only been here like three days. Everybody else in the roster is a guard, and so how many guards do you normally carry? You normally carry the three starters. You have a swing guard and then a because West can play both guard spots and center, like it really gives you some roster flexibility on game day. But you know, obviously Sadiq's probably gonna be here, West is gonna be here. My question mark is does Chris Paul kind of sneak into that game day active? When he's playing guard, he looks pretty good. We've talked about that on the show. Tackle, kinda like Sadiq, they struggle at tackle a little bit, but might be able to make some plays at guard. Hard to tell for sure because he's working with the threes. Receiver, again, is pretty much a lock in my opinion. Right. You, got you got Terry, Jahan, Curtis Samuel, De- uh, De'Ami Brown, Cam Sims. Sims. Feels like the five. Uh, what, about, um, what about Dax Milne? Um, because he's a guy that a lot of people man. liked him last year in camp. He showed a little bit when he got out there, but obviously showed uh, some, some areas where he needs to improve. Um, a guy that gives you some versatility as a punt returner. Like, yeah. Does he have a shot? I think that's tough because the guy who's also done a really nice job is Alex Erickson. From he's a former uh, Carolina guy. He's shown up in a nice way. He's a little bit faster than you thought. He's a little bit more route like route running, nuanced, and they're very similar players. I mean, if they you know like they're both white dudes, they're both about the same build. So when you're watching, you're like, oh, who is that? And so again, he's got a little <laughs> bit more experience. I think he's got a little bit more juice, and I think like in terms of speed, acceleration. And again, like kind of ability to stick and run. And so he's playing that slot wide receiver and that feels like a better, a better fit for him. Right. And I know they really like Dax here, but again, that Alex Erickson guy is the punt returner. I think he's done that. He Maybe, could literally might, be the DeAndre Carter. Literally. Yeah. Like he might be the return guy. And so that again is something to keep an eye on. I think in terms of guys with more juice, uh, Michael Markinson is faster but again, I've never seen him return kicks. I know Alex Erickson has done that, and I know Dax Mill has done that. So again, even though these other guys might be faster, they might have better 40s, you might feel more comfortable with those two guys who've done that before, done it in college, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, sleepers to make the 53. 
Uh, let's start on the D-line. Uh, and let's go interior guys first. We know the, the, the big three. Who, yep. else, who else could potentially make it beyond Payne Allen, uh, Mathis? Well, Daniel ninety. I didn't know Daniel Wise was number ninety two. I'm looking at the depth chart right right now. He's actually had a really nice OTA yeah. period. I didn't know and it was he was him. good last was, year when he got yeah, he was great last year. So that feels like a pretty solid spot. Yeah. I think uh, Abada. I know we have another question about him, but I think he well, actually. Let's go ahead and tackle that now because one okay. of the other questions, and we're we're I'm I'm starting mentally to I'm looking ahead. I'm calling some audibles at the line here, condense some questions down because we got yeah. a lot left and not as, not enough time to do them all, which is great because that means. We can, we can stick these in mailbags, and we'll get to your question if we don't answer it today, if you're listening. Yeah. But we had a question about James Smith-Williams and F.A. Obata playing defensive tackle. Have they gotten reps in there? So how, how does that affect this question? Right. So because Chase has been out, James Smith-Williams has been starting at end, right? And then the other side has been a rotation between Montez and Casey Tuhill. Montez, because he kind of practices when he wants to practice, and Casey's done a great job filling in. So those that to me, those are your defensive ends, right? James with Williams, Casey Tuhill, um, Montez Sweat, Chase when he's healthy, and then you need another defensive end piece. That has been interesting because Obata has not looked very good at end, but he's looked better playing a five technique or a three technique. So I think that's going to be like your five man rotation on the inside. Obata playing inside, Mathis, Wise, Payne, Allen, I think is what you're going to get. And then you get some flexibility with Wise too, who played okay on the edge last year. And so I think that's what you're going to get. A guy who might sneak in here is uh, Bunmi Rotimi. I mm-hmm. can never say his name correctly. Because, Sorry, Cha- because Chase is hurt. You know what I mean? And because um, Obata can bump inside. So I think that might be something to see. And that being said, a guy who's looked pretty good, who's flashed a little bit, is uh, Bradley King. He's going against the threes, so it's hard to know exactly how much he's flashing. And Shaka Tony's shown a little bit of pass rush juice. I wish those guys would have developed more. Right now, I would feel better with Rotimi. I'd feel better with Obata playing inside. And I think you feel that that kind of feels like the group as of right now, in my opinion. So to answer the question about the, the defensive tackle depth, it's been Obata who's kind of flushed out that depth for them and they keep five they might keep six there i don't know if there's anybody else on the roster that you feel great about so keep an eye on the free agent ticker for that gotcha all right uh let's run through linebackers and dbs real quick a linebacker, uh, linebacker Holcomb, line, linebackers Hol- Holcomb, show. davis yeah. mayo hudson yeah for sure dejon sure. harris makes it as a team's guy and a, and a backup i was just trying to look because one of these kids has done a really good job it's either it's 45 or 46 so uh milo or harris both of them have done a nice job one of them because i'm dyslexic so the numbers get confused when i watch practice <laughs> yeah but one of those kids has looked and they, good they I think did the, the wacky bit where they got commanders on the back of every jersey yes help your, so that's come on ron help logan out put some help names me out there. right so i think it's 45 who's looked pretty good and then, obviously, the two kids, the two undrafted kids, Drew White and Bryce Notary, have looked good in certain spots. But, again, I think if you're looking for your fifth linebacker, it's probably Harris. And, you know, Milo's looked good, but I think Harris has looked better. Um, and then Trey Walker, actually, is another guy, 41, who's showed up a little bit. So uh, that That's the kind of position, that last linebacker spot, when you talk about sleepers to make the roster because yes. of how impactful teams can be. That's yes. a spot to look at for yes. sure. This, this to me is like the biggest roster question mark is how these last six dudes on the depth chart here play out. I think Harris has looked the best in team stuff, but again, this is not in, in practice playing defense, but this is not a position that's like 
cultivated only on how you play linebacker. It's how well you play special teams. So just as an example, Milo, who hasn't flashed quite as much, might be a better special teams player, so he'd be your fifth guy. Or Trey Walker might be your fifth guy. So again, for preseason, for training camp, that's the special teams variance you're looking for. This is the number one spot for that. And by the way, as we wrap up with DBs real quick, that's why Troy Apke's always on this list. Correct. Apke's yes. a great special teams guy, and even though he stunk so much at safety that they moved him to corner where they're terrified to actually play him and will literally do anything to not play him, he's probably going to make the team because special teams is important. And by the way, right. with the Shazer Everett moving on in the offseason, um, they need some guys with some experience there. Uh, so Fuller, Pearl, McCain, Jackson, St. Juice. I mean, we're talking about Reeves, Apke, and then I know you really like Christian Holmes and what you've seen from him so far. By the way, Derek Forrest, Percy Butler also in there. So there's that that end of the DB spot could be a really interesting one too, and teams is going to, as always, play a huge role. Correct, and I think the cool thing about the safety spot is Derek Forrest and Percy Butler are outstanding special teams players. I think if you're really good about the two deep there, I think Christian Holmes is my, right now, He's it's been fun to watch OTAs because he's slowly worked his way up from working with the fours, the threes, now he's working with the second, and he's getting some one reps. I think he's your fourth corner right now. So corners is Fuller, St. Just, Holmes, Jackson. And then I think the fifth corner spot, if you do carry five, is going to be predicated on special teams. And so that's where that Apke role comes into place. Apke, Revis, those guys are kind of interesting um, because – I don't know in terms of fifth corner. None of these other guys have flashed to me, and a lot of them have struggled a little bit. So, again, keep your eye on the free agency ticker for the fifth corner. I think it's safety. You feel good six deep here. So you might say, hey, Apke's our fifth corner or whatever he's doing. Again, like they did last year, and he's never going to play just to keep a roster spot for him. But um, he's actually, to be fair to Apke, he's looked good during OTAs. And yeah, again, this is his second sat- year at corner, so I would hope he looks yeah. better. He's playing safety again, though. They oh, they got him back to safety. safety. Okay. Yeah, so they could get a better look at Christian Holmes, who's now, like I said, the, probably the fourth corner. So gotcha. um, that's a really, again, the defensive stuff because the team's value is really interesting. But I feel like we've kind of flushed out, you know, the uh, the kind of the main guys who are going to make the roster and then the question marks. So in terms of sleepers for fans, Christian Holmes, I think, is like, I don't know, as close to a lock as you're going to get here in the in the secondary because he's in the – in my mind, he's the fourth corner. Now, who's the fifth corner? Who's the who's the fifth safety? Those are questions that get answered during training camp. No doubt, and that's that's what we have the pod for during training camp, and yep, we'll right. spend uh, an exhaustive amount of time on it for a bunch of guys that are mostly going to play special teams. But that's the yearly rotation. That's how we. Do it. <laughs>